0: roller
1: that thing is moderator for tonight's broadcast At least. <laughs> I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Joining me today is Bobby Pyton. Bobby was one of the many people who testified and gave their statements about election fraud. So we're going to talk about some election fraud. Bobby has a extensive finance background, and we're going to talk about the economy a little bit, too. But I just want to let everybody out there know, our tech overlords, our censorship overlords, that everything we're about to say is completely baseless, and both of us are conspiracy theorists. So I can just cut that off right at the pass. Don't believe anything we say, no matter how true it sounds. Is, is that an appropriate introduction, Bobby?
0: I think so. And I think the, the one thing I will say is don't believe anything we say until you go verify it yourself.
1: Look at that. And it it might even be possible for people to go verify these things on their own so that they don't actually even have to trust anything that we say. And that renders censorship almost pointless.
0: I think it's a wonderful thing if everybody questions everybody's motives, given that the the veil has been pulled back and we see that the 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 proverbial wizard of oz is nothing more than a broken down old man.
1: We really do have a totally new information landscape in front of us, and the dent de uh, maybe I could speak. The decentralization of media is one of the biggest aspects at play right now. It affects everything. In fact, I don't think we would be in this place. In the first place, if media hadn't gone down this road, what do you what is your reaction to that? Because I know you've been taking a lot of heat for stepping up as a patriotic American and using your knowledge and your background to try to help the country get some clarity on exactly what's happening.
0: So a, a couple things. I, I think that what what the president, what President Trump has done is he sped up the process if if it didn't happen now we might be where we're at right now 5 10 15 years from now mm-hmm. and their playbook was always the same they wanted to always control us and they've done a, an incredible job which gave them the confidence to continue to uh control us more and more so i i think that um you know i i i, I an an example comes to mind which might be beneficial um to what I think is happening with the with the way media is transforming itself across not just the United States, but the globe. Uh, years ago, before the 70s, when the airline industry was formed, uh, there used to be hub and spokes. So every single plane that flew from one city had to go to a, a, a central hub. Like Chicago was a big hub. Atlanta was mm-hmm. a hub. Mm-hmm. And then um, what happened was this upstart company, Uh, out of nowhere from south from from texas called southwest airlines showed up and their goal was to make it cheaper to fly a plane uh, than driving a car driving a car within the state of texas and so they set up an airline that was point to point it wasn't hub and spoke and so a lot of people tried to keep them out of business and then put them out of business and fast forward to today, I think I think Southwest might be the largest airline in the, in, in the country, um, and definitely the most profitable over the past forty years by using this point to point system. And I think what's happening with media, uh, and it's probably going to happen in entertainment as well, is we're disintermediating the the hub. We we don't have we don't have gatekeepers, and we're moving to a point to point model. Like, you reached out to me directly and, you mm-hmm. know, to, to talk today. We didn't have two or three other people that needed to clear it. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that's amazing.
0: That, you know, and, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's amazing. It's super cool. And so the world is shifting. And so I think what will end up happening is, you know, obviously, if you've spoken to me, you can vouch that, oh, yeah, this, this person's identity really is Bobby Python. And then, you know, somebody else might reach out and they see that you've been vouched for. So it's almost like a new trust network is, is developing right before our very eyes. And we, exactly. Yeah. We, yes. We knock, yeah. We knock all these, uh, these second handers out, as Ann Rand would say. So a lot of second handers that, you know, they, they don't know how to think for themselves, but they, they like to control what everybody else is thinking. And they confuse that control with actual thought. And it's not. It's just manipulation.
1: I talk about that. That's one of my main subjects that has been ongoing throughout this podcast is that we have basically uh, slopped off our, our moral and intellectual responsibilities to false authorities. We get our information from infotainment. We don't care about fact-checking it. We are cloistered within a certain class of people. I call them the party of false decorum, like these people that want to uphold a standard of conversation rather than get to the truth. And that goes morally as well. I, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was stunned by how the country reacted. You know, the first couple of weeks I was like, okay, maybe this thing's really dangerous. Maybe we should, we should shut down. Okay. I'll, I'll deal with it. I don't like it, but I'll deal with it. And once it got to be that 10-day, two-week point, I started thinking, wow, they are not going to open up. Like, how would we actually, if this was a war, right, we would all be dead. Like, the whole point is that we keep functioning as a society. That's why you fight a war. If you want to just give up, then you don't fight. And it seems like that's what we did.
0: Well, I hope it's changing. And it's, I think and it is changing. Yeah, yeah. I, a, it's a gradual process but you know part part of it to your point is you know a, there's a lot of people and I, I'm sure you've run across a fair number yourself I, I know I have only because I I wasn't really involved with any of this or talking to a lot of people um outside my sphere before whatever six seven weeks ago um there's a lot of people that want to take control and understand what, you know, they want to know what they should do, but they, they don't, they need, they need that. They need some basic frameworks as to how to do it. They just, they're not at that level where they trust themselves enough just yet, but I -hmm. I do think they're coming up to speed fast, which is great. And, and, and so, you know, you can't, you know, nobody can stop the truth. Once the truth kind of comes out, it, it takes a life of its own. And, and, you know, there's, I love that saying, you know, the truth, it's going to have its way with you until it's done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. You know, you and can't, you can't really stop. It really it. is such a great tool. Like I know it seems like the most basic concept of all time that if you just tell the truth, people will understand it. One thing that I've been focused on is trying to, when you're assessing truth, don't base it on anything else you don't know. Like try to root it in something that you know about yourself, about the world around you that you can sense and feel and see and, and what you know about human nature, that everything has to be drawn back to that. And if you can't do that, you don't believe it. So tell me this, how did you get involved? Like with the election stuff, you said this kind of just started happening six, seven weeks ago, but I feel like this was you doing the work and then someone noticing. Am I wrong about that? Oh, uh, it's
0: a, it's a little different than, than that. And, and, and that's what some people think. So, you know, I guess, let me, let me give you a step. Let me take a step back for, sure. for over, for over 20. It's crazy when you say this, right. But I'm into my 25th year of my career. Uh, as a portfolio manager managing money in the markets and part of my job as a portfolio manager versus a financial analyst versus a financial consultant is i do all the work in terms of understanding what i'm buying and selling and what's going on in the economy so i i read a lot like you know not just about companies but what's happening geopolitically what's happening uh with tax policy what's happening with uh you know, our budget as a nation, uh, all those types of things, you know, flow into the way I do things because I'm a generalist. I, I kind of look for wherever there's value in, in the world. So I met this woman at a Trump fundraiser in Wisconsin uh, a little over two years ago. Her name's Liz Harris, and she's from Arizona. Right. And, and so she called me up. She saw I set up a group on Facebook called Audit the Vote. And it went from like zero to like 40,000 people in a week. And I I set up this group because I'm like, you know, I want to audit audit this 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 thing and figure out what we need to do with, you know, with kind of like create a set of financials. Well, it turns out she reached out because she saw that. She's like, wow, I see that you're the person that's moderating this. I'm like, yeah, I set it up a week ago because I was pissed. So she, she said, do you mind if I send you some information from Arizona? Um, and then I said, you know, absolutely. I go, I've never looked at voter data in my life before. Uh, you know, I'm just going to tell you that. But I'm used to dealing with very large data sets, you know, like millions of lines of, of uh, pricing data or financial data, uh, you know, going back 5, 10, 20 years and, and making sense of it. So I said, I'll have a look. And uh, she goes, great, maybe you can give me some, uh, some tidbits as to what it means. So make a long story short, I looked at it. Uh, in about an hour, I called her up. I said, you, you do understand that this is going to be a far more complicated request than you might think. And then she's like, well, are you willing to, to help and do it? I said, sure. I'll look it over. And then I, I said, i would give you an update in like 12 hours. Next thing you know, it's 30 hours. <laughs> of, of this work into the weekend, and 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 uh, she asked me, you know, well, would you would you fly out to Arizona to present? Because I I don't feel I'm going to be able to explain it, explain what you did, and you know, I said sure. So you know, I came out there. I thought I would just present. I would go home. I did my civic duty. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, i am you know, like okay, that was pretty cool. I just you know. <laughs> I'm on I'm, my I'm way, way back home. And then she's she calls me up and says, look, they want you to identify all these people now for us to go prove if they're they're non-existent. These these phantom voters. Right. So, so then I got back and then I had to start working on that. Then I got a call from somebody from Pennsylvania. And then then all of a sudden I get a call, you know, from some people in Georgia. And it's just it's been nonstop ever since seven days a week.
1: Uh, can, past- can we go? Go ahead. Sorry, finish.
0: No, no. I'm just saying that. I, I mean, I put in over a hundred hours a week for like, wow, at least seven weeks in a row, and this week. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a heck of a experience because you got to remember, I'm married. I have I have five kids. Like,
1: a <laughs> busy guy.
0: I'm laughing because because uh, you know never never what I thought all this experience with what I do with math and statistics and, you know, creating metadata and then creating alternative data sets and then doing, using machine learning techniques and artificial intelligence design. Never would I have thought that it was needed here because I think I was just like every other American thinking, no, you know, it's, it's being done fairly. There's no cheating going on. And that never entered my mind. How's that?
1: Isn't it incredible? I mean, the shock. See, I was I've been working on like voter fraud issues because in May I kind of realized that the push for universal mail in balloting and the push for universal ballot harvesting were both being so strongly connected to any covid relief that was being discussed. And I thought, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. We can go to the grocery store You're saying that the virus is this way. Why are you planning six months in advance for people to not be able to vote? That doesn't make any sense. And these COVID packages have been delayed over and over and over again for these specific things. And I'm like, what in the world could they possibly be doing that for? It's not about voter access. It's not about um, voter, the, the accuracy of the vote, the integrity of the vote, obviously. So there's something else at play. And then I just kept my attention on that throughout this time. So by the time November 3rd rolled around, I was absolutely certain that they were going to be stealing the election in one way or another related to these mail-in ballots. So what was your, what was your first moment where you were like, no, 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 come on, this is a fraud? Was it like waking up on the 4th?
0: Well, I think, I think that um, I definitely thought it was a fraud when the states flipped. When I, you know, like you said, when I woke up on the 4th, because I saw what the rallies were like. I think all of us did. Yeah. For, for President Trump. Um, I knew, um, you know, I knew from talking to people, in a very liberal state. I happen to live in the, probably one of the most corrupt states, if not the number one corrupt state in the country called Illinois, um, that even people in Illinois... I can
1: challenge you with California right now.
0: I think we're neck and neck, man. we got two horses, <laughs> two horses going. But, uh, but, it, but anyways, the Illinois, so many people here were voting for Trump. And then you look at the results where how many seats we won back in the House. Right. Um, you know, and then, you know, you look at, all this other evidence that you're just like, there's no way this happened, and especially with the voter turnout for, uh, for Bolshevik Biden. And, yeah. and so, you know, I, I, I knew right away. That's why I was angry. I set up the group. I'm like, you know, never in my life did I have any interest in looking at this stuff. And, you know, I think a lot of people probably felt the same way. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to see what I can help with. Um, uh, and, and that's, that's how it's kind of taken off. Uh, but you know, to, to your point as to, you know, you hit on something, which I'm seeing in the data, a lot of the voter registration and the voter, uh, all this, this push for voter, uh, registration and money. I think the two are tied. I think there's a lot of fraud taking place right now with false identities, uh, where they're getting this COVID money. Um, I have a theory that that's happening. I don't, I, I don't have the records to audit this, but my guess is some of this money that was sent out to supposed Americans uh, for COVID relief might have made its way back into uh, terrorist organizations like Antifa, and that's how they were funded. So they were yeah. funded by these fake people and phantom voters. So they got the benefit of the phantom vote plus the benefit of the check from the federal government. And the other thing I think is happening, which why why both Democrats and Republicans both seem to be uh, colluding in some sort, I I guess. I don't know. You know, maybe that's too harsh of a word.
1: I don't think it's too harsh at all. I think that that's exactly right.
0: Okay, well, something's off that they're fighting. You never see those two groups unite. So why would you unite unless they were unless there's a lot fewer Americans in this country than we think? Exactly. And if there's fewer Americans in this country, then you ask yourself a question. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you're creating a skim and you are counting on certain number of house seats in each state with the census data, you know, then you need to create a lot of fictitious people to cover up your tracks. Exactly. Uh, And so I think there's different states that have different numbers. Of fake people, so I'm going to give you an interesting stat. Okay, like in Arizona, um, you know, I talked about this phone phone number issue thing. You know, how many people are using the same phone number, and some people have misquoted it in mainstream media, and I don't even—I'm not even willing to talk to them at this point because I, I just don't trust their reporting style. Uh, so, you know, there was there was a ton of numbers that were used for multiple voter registrants, okay? And... That in uh,
1: itself is mind blowing. And one of the things that people just don't know. I mean, I have people around me very close to me that are like, there's just no proof of voter fraud. The courts didn't find. And, you know, there are people that don't pay a lot of attention to this stuff. I think that they get their news a little bit from the mainstream television channels. But I think that they mostly are reading and seeing the articles that pop up on their Facebook. And we know that that's all influenced and pushed by algorithm. And they are really, and I'm talking about people that I really love and respect, but they don't know any of this. And I'm like, this is the most basic right we have. There is nothing after this if we give this away.
0: I completely agree. And, and I did an analysis showing what the cost of a vote was and mm-hmm. how one person in Congress has over, you know, basically has a say on $10 billion of money and it comes wow. out to something like $70 a day. And you got to remember, seventy dollars a day of how we spend money on a federal level, the federal government level. That's what it comes out to for every single voter in this country. Seventy bucks a day, and you sit there and you're like, you think you scratch your head and you're like, wow, that's five hundred dollars a week, almost four hundred and ninety bucks. And you know, if the average American's making fifty-five, sixty grand, you know, it's literally half as much as they make. You know, more than that because it's seven days a week. So it's like, it's over half of the income that they make, 40, 40 50% of the income that they make on a daily basis. And, and so I went the example I gave in the write up was I went into Target, I forgot my ID in the car, and they wouldn't sell me a $15 bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. And I asked the woman, I said, you know, I, what happened to the rule of 40? You know, I'm 45. I said, uh-huh. you, you guys don't get to make any judgment calls anymore? No. Store policy. ID. And I'm like, okay. I, go, I don't feel it. Like <laughs> go into the car, right? And, I, and then I started thinking like, wow, for a $15 bottle of wine, they won't give it yep.
1: to yep. me. But
0: meanwhile, $70 a day spent for four, two years in between elections. No ID. And it's like. It's incredible. You know, it's and, incredible. And that, that's why I was so pissed. When I wrote it, I was kind of angry, you know, because I was like, okay, I didn't get my wine, I don't feel like going back in. I'm gonna write a post about it, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I went and wrote this post. That, that post got over a million impressions on on, uh, on Twitter. So I, before Twitter deplatformed me, uh, I was getting uh, over three million impressions a day, and I averaged like three point three million for like thirty three days. I had hundred and ten, hundred nine. Million nine hundred thousand impressions before they took me down, and they classified- yowza. What's that?
1: I said yowza.
0: Yeah, they took me down. I think they classified me as a Q person, and because I, on I, one of my posts, I said, Where we go one, we go all, and, a, and yeah, a reporter- that's
1: offensive now.
0: Yeah, and a reporter asked me, Why did you do that? You know, like, and I didn't, you know, I said, Well, look, it's true, it's a true statement where each of us go collectively, you know, individually in society. Uh, When you aggregate that up, we collectively go where we all individually go. I said, it's a, it's a great slogan. I go, I've never been, I don't know who these cute people are. You know, I think Mm -hmm. they're anonymous. I tell everybody who I am. So I'm not hiding. I tell everybody where I'm getting my data. I'm not just dropping stuff randomly. (laughs) Yeah. So I said, so I don't, I don't understand your question. Like you're, you're telling me I can't use that language and you know, they, they didn't say anything, but I think, I think they literally shut me down over that.
1: It's amazing. The media actually doesn't either doesn't know what the whole Q thing actually is, or they're intentionally, and I think this is it, obviously like they're intentionally attacking it and portraying it as something it's not it's literally just people on the internet doing research collectively Mm -hmm. and making jokes and sometimes they say bad words
0: yeah it's 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 the most ridiculous thing ever and so that's after that conversation i refuse to take any calls from any of the uh the circus animals you know good as you should
1: they're finished anyway
0: so but uh yeah this this whole thing and by the way, I wrote a post today on my Gab account. It's Bobby Python on Gab. Um, in the in the first name and last name analysis, I'll share this with you because this is something everybody out there that's listening to your show could look into themselves. There, I did, I did the five core, core battleground states. You know, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan, Georgia, and uh, um, and um, Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin, yeah,
0: and. There was about 30 million records that I reviewed. And in those records, there were 602,000 last names where there was only one instance of that last name. There was, out of 30 million people, there's only one person with that last name and all 30 million records. And then there well, were. Can about-
1: I, so, can I stop you for one second? Because I've heard you say this a few times on different interviews. And this has always fascinated me because is there is there a pattern to how these names are spelled? I mean, are, are they all, I mean, it's not Johnson, obviously, you know? So I'm it, like, well, what kind of names would they be using to here, cover this?
0: I'll give you a couple of them because I wrote it. Okay, cool. My, my gab post today, and I posted it on my, my LinkedIn as well, because I was just, I, this, this came to me about two days, two mornings ago, not or yesterday morning. So morning ago, because I was I was trying to think about like why did they create all these fake names, right? Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. of it I was thinking like everybody else, they wanna create fictitious phantom voters. And so here's here's some of the names, last names. Okay. okay. Z-U-R-T, Zert. Then there's B E C K Zveck. Then there's Girahan, G-A-R-I-H-A-N. Then there's Garmin like the device, G-A-R-M-I-M. Yeah. Then there's Curly, K-U-R-L-E. Then there's Meatar, M-E-I-T-A-R, okay? Only uh-huh. one of these and 000, uh, 30 million people, right? So right. this is what I wrote. Uh, I just told you the 602,000. Sure. And there's 630,000 first names. So pull up Google, Google Translate and copy a sample of these names into the left and translate it to Mandarin or basically Chinese traditional. See what pops up for yourself.
1: There oh, my a, God. Tell me.
0: There, there is a possibility that these names might have been used to communicate within our nation. I don't have the resources to decipher all of these phrases and assemble them into cohesive messages. I don't know. I don't know how to read Chinese, buddy. You know, all <laughs> is that these names when you put them into google translate all of a sudden it's like it auto it auto translates so on the left it says bulgarian it's a bulgarian word and then all of a sudden it'll say russian word then all of a sudden it'll say this language word and then you convert it converts to chinese and there's a chinese phrase and symbols but i have no idea what the hell it means
1: that and is so all, interesting
0: and so there's, there's a side of me that thinks that um, this is the way they're communicating, that if they've hacked into these systems. And the reason why I think they might be communicating this way is I talked to Liz Harris. She said, after my testimony and, you know, the, the voter files there, the voter registration files, they started to change and there was a bunch of lines that were getting deleted. Wow. And so why would you delete them unless there was embedded messages in the damn lines?
1: Unbelievable. Let me run something by you because this is another thing that I've spent some time thinking about and working on. So I was, uh, a little bit, I, it it raised some bells for me when I saw that, uh, LeBron James and his partner, Maverick Carter were starting this, um, you know, ostensible get out the vote initiative called more than a vote. And of course they were using the same style of the uh, the BLM, you know, the fist, the communist fist that we see in communist propaganda and BLM propaganda, and now this more than a vote initiative. And what they were doing ostensibly was they were going to open these vote centers around the country at stadiums and arenas, and it was supposed to look like all of these sports leagues and, you know, brands like Nike and whatever else were helping out to make it so easy and so possible for everyone to vote, particularly felons who had just been released. They wanted to open access for felons. That's how they sold it to the community. Now, I did some digging on more than a vote, and I found out the association they have with Rock the Vote. And so Rock the Vote has been around, you know, since we were kids. I'm 42, you're 45. You remember that from the 90s. Yeah. Um Like uh, Rock the Vote was like how cool kids sign up. Yeah, yeah, right. So we all have that branding embedded. And Rock the Vote has some interesting connections to the Democrat Party because their founder used to be partners with a man named Steve Bing. And Steve Bing was a, uh, you know, he's around the Hollywood community. I've met the guy, or I have met the guy before years ago, years ago, because I used to be very active in the Hollywood community. But... Steve Bing is mentioned in the Podesta WikiLeaks emails as having meetings with George Soros and John Podesta. He was a bundler for Democrat Party initiatives and voter initiatives. So I'm watching War Room a few months ago or a couple months ago after the election, and I can't remember the guy's name from Michigan, but he was a former state senator from Michigan. I hope it comes to me. But he mentioned something about Rock the Vote having ballot access, where in a public private partnership in Michigan and I believe Pennsylvania, and I assume other states, um, Rock the Vote was actually able to directly add names to the voter rolls. And I'm looking at the State Farm Arena footage of Ruby Freeman and This entire time, I've been like, we got to watch those arenas. Something shady is happening at those arenas. And I believe that the Ruby Freeman situation happened in every single Rock the Vote venue around the country and every single more than a vote venue around the country. And I think that that was one of the paths to not only all of this election fraud, but to specifically the Phantom voters you're discussing. And I wonder if you have a reaction to that.
0: Yeah. I mean, my initial reaction would be, um, They these these people, what they like to do when I say these people, these 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 scammers, uh, they like to create a cover story like they want to have somebody else do their dirty work for them and say, oh, plausible
1: deniability.
0: You got it. That's I mean, that's what when I hear what you're saying, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, well, someone didn't know that they shouldn't allow somebody to to use our systems and put these voters in. You know, right. But we, we had so many coming in. We had no choice. I mean, I, I could totally see them trying to pull that crap on it as the narrative. Yep. And so I, I do think, uh, you know, this part of what I said with auditing the vote, um, part of the reason why I set that group up and, and I was looking at this as a five or 10 year project was I think we need a constitutional amendment in the United States that um, secures. Our, our voting rights, kind of like a bill I agree, of agree 100%. And, and here's the deal with the voting rights, the voting bill of rights. The reason why we also need it is because voting is part of our national identity. If, if now we have a situation where you have 100 million people that don't believe in the system uh, because it's rigged, and you've, you've, you've literally splintered uh, our reality as a society... That we don't we don't trust it. And maybe this is what the left was going for all along. But, you know, we we need to collapse it back to one reality where it is equitable and it is part of our national identity. Because, look, at the end of the day, I think you would agree with me. I don't have a problem if somebody else wins, you know, and and, and they're, you know, I happen to lean uh, more Republican values, not necessarily Republican Party, but Republican values. But if a Democrat won in my area, you know, but they won fairly, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Uh, I I said on
1: November 4th. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. No, I'm just saying I I tell people and I get some of my friends on the right that complain about me saying this, but it's like I'd rather have an honest Democrat over a corrupt Republican, but I would rather have an honest Republican over an honest Democrat because with, with an honest Democrat. You can at least present your case. You can make arguments for why they should change their mind. You know, you can work with that and say, okay, you know, did you did you look at this angle? But if they're corrupt, no amount of logic and reason and research is ever going to work. They're going to do what the hell they want anyways.
1: Yeah. And if they've corrupted the vote, they have that power forever. That's how states end up like California and Illinois, you know. Talking about voter fraud in Chicago and Philadelphia was never a controversial thing before this year. Everybody admitted it, it existed. Chris Matthews used to joke about ward bosses all the time on Hardball. and But now it's like a faux pas to question the election results. And I was going to say, I woke up November 4th and you know, I came on my podcast and said, listen, I don't like this result. I think that every... American should demand a full forensic audit of the vote. And if it turns out that Biden won legitimately, I'll accept it. But I don't believe that it was won legitimately. And there's been nothing in the last two and a half months that has even come close to changing my mind. They have not tried to prove the validity of this election at all. And that is a travesty. That's a crime against America.
0: I I completely agree. And the question becomes you know, if, if they do successfully steal this, which, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, I still,
1: yeah, I don't buy it either. I
0: I don't think it's, (laughs) I don't know. For some reason, my gut, my intuition, I don't have any data other than other people have uh, my, but my intuition tells me that he will not be sworn in. um, Yeah. and And that there's a good chance that, you know, Trump is going to be in, the question that I have in my head is, will Trump be in and then um, transition to, uh, you know, hand over the reins to a different VP and then resign so that, you know, people don't think he stole the election? You know, right. kind of like, you know, so I'm I'm trying to play out different scenarios. And I guess I guess what I'm saying is when you look around the world the past week, uh, there's a few things I'll bring up that maybe you've noticed or you read about. Um, Number one, uh, Italy has collapsed, their government, yep. and yep. they were in bed with the Chinese. Germany's Mad Merkel, I call her Mad Merkel because she's been nuts this whole time. I, I, I think that she sold Germany out to, to China a long time ago. Absolutely. I, now you have Estonia collapsed. Now I heard, you know, you have Netherlands. Uh, yeah, Netherlands. And then you have all these deals being signed in the, in the Middle East right now which are allies that probably can cut off oil to, to, to China. It's, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence. We're signing all these deals with the UAE, Saudi Arabia. Okay.
1: Yeah. Last yeah. night, even President Trump strengthened that last night with the UAE and Bahrain.
0: Yep. And so, okay, so that's happening. Then you had five national uh, – you had five uh, FEMA emergencies this past few days. You had uh, Utah designated as one. Yep. You had Connecticut, Georgia – uh, Louisiana, and then Colorado. I think yesterday. Colorado, yeah. So we yep. so got nuclear silos, nuclear weapon silos in Utah. We 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 process the bulk of our energy in Louisiana. Uh, we have a massive port in Savannah, Georgia. You have nuclear reactors in Connecticut, right off the coast of New York, and you know, in 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 terms of Colorado, I think I think I don't know if NORAD's there, but. Some of our I know the Air Force Academy is there and, and other Air Force installations. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, wow, that's pretty cool that these national these uh, these disasters took place. They're finally getting around to signing those things. Right. <laughs> 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 you know, so so all I'm saying is 20,000 troops in D.C. Yep. Signal stop working. You know, it's not working very well. You know, they, they, they went silent and they're silencing a lot of our voices. Absolutely. I, I think there's a side of it that they might be silencing us. Uh, you know, I think they might be doing it for our own good. I know it sounds a little silly because you don't want to be silenced. You don't believe in, in this, but, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln nationalized the rails uh, during the civil war. And he actually uh he used the telegram to, to to transmit information, which which is why we want the North to beat the South. But when he nationalized the rails, everybody was was pissed and the South refused to do that because they the, the owners of the rails had more rights than the government, right? And mm-hmm. but as a result of that decision, we we sent our troops into the South in the matter of hours uh, versus days of walking so when they got down there they were well rested they kicked the shit out of the southerners you you see what i'm saying (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so it was a it was a brilliant move uh that wasn't appreciated at the time and i and i feel like we're we're kind of like normandy you know the american public we didn't learn about normandy like wow the next day they reported ten thousand american casualties if that happened and
1: 999,000 of them were from yeah, COVID.
0: Yeah. If, if I know, but if, if we just imagine if we go back, I said nine,
1: that number totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nine, 9,999.
0: There we go. There you go. But it, imagine if, if, if today the press reported 9,999 people, 19 year old, 18, 19, 20 year olds died in Normandy. I mean, the, the, the press in this country would be like, oh, call off the war. Forget it.
1: Oh, my you know God. What? You
0: yeah. You guys are on your own. Germany, you know, Germany, Germany, just, you know what? Don't bother us. Let's sign a deal. I mean, that's what people would do nowadays. And so uh, there's a side of me that thinks that some of the stuff that's taking place, we don't we're not going to know it until one, two, three, six months later, maybe a year later. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be in the history books. But what I will say is I have faith that something great is in in progress. And I think that uh, overall, um, you know, we're going to find out that maybe the Democrats and the Republicans colluded uh, to actually uh, pull a fast one on the Chinese. I think that's in the back of my mind. These guys are all they're all playing a phenomenal deception game.
1: (laughs) Sure. You know, yeah, could, I can't, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. Can I take you back to the data for a second? Sure. Because I want to, I, I want to know, um, I, I want to run a theory by you and then I want to have you explain all the different um, types of phantom voters you're discussing. So, yes. you know, in line with the uh, with the rock the vote thing, now if you have direct ballot access. And you have access to a state's records on what people might have moved, what people died, what people, uh, you know, the. So if you, for instance, in California, they don't keep very clean voter rolls. So I imagine that I was sent two mail-in ballots, one to my current location, which I received, and one to my old place that I did not receive. And if you were. A competent data organization, you could go through the state's roles, find who has died over a certain amount of time, and then target all of that data to then plug into the system and back on to the voter rolls as new registrations without tripping a whole lot of systems until there's a forensic audit, which to me would explain why they don't want to review those things. But, but tell me about Tell me about what phantom voters are and where you think these things might have come from, because I don't I'm I don't deny the existence of them at all. And I don't see how anyone does.
0: Yeah. So a couple things. Let's start with the first one, which you just said is like uh, someone who died. So we'll just call them, uh, you know, someone, you know, uh, a deceased voter. Um, What and uh, and I'll walk you through how I think they're playing the game um, to answer your question. So let's say in California, you know, um, you know, there's probably 30, 40 million people on your voter rolls, you know, maybe, maybe less, maybe 20, 30 million because the state's about 40 million. So let's just say, I think it's about,
1: I think it's the numbers I have read are that it's somewhere between 21 and 25 and there's only 20 million eligible voters in the state.
0: So let's just say it's 21 to 25 million. And, and so, um, from, from the people that died. They don't they're they're pretty slick about it. Somebody dies in county X, they take that person that died and they create a new voter in county Y because there's a lag in the information flowing across county lines that that person died. And so, you know, they don't want to make it, you know, so if you if you're living in L.A., for example, and you go look and you say, ah, this person's dead, you know, and why are they still voting? Right. They're not going to make it easy for you unless there's a, you know, there's a slip up on the people running the scam. They, so they take that dead person's identity that is not updated in the national databases. They have a whole profile and photos and addresses and work history, all that jazz, and they put it into the county right next door. Let's just say Marin County or something, right? This is in Marin mm-hmm. County, California. So then they put, it, they put it in Marin. So then the people in Marin don't know to look in L.A. <laughs> they, right. they don't have that information so that's one way they're doing it is they're 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 taking the identity of somebody that died and they're creating a new fake identity elsewhere that's hard to track but it looks as though they're real because when you go into the national databases of like Lexis nexus you're like yeah that person's real that that name exists you know but lexus nexus didn't update their death certificate you follow so 100
1: percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: so that's one scam. Another scam is, you know, Bobby's a gremlin, you know, and I I say I I, I turn into a gremlin where you put a little water on me. Remember that you put little drops of water. Yeah. And then you have multiple gremlins. So there's, <laughs> there's, so there's a Bobby there's 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 a Bobby Python here. And then all of a sudden there's a Rob Python uh, in this county over there. And then there's a Robert Python over there. You know, and then there's a uh, Roberto Python over there. <laughs> like, so now all of a sudden, my vote just got sliced into four four parts. Yep. And, and so when somebody looks it up, hey, Robert Python is he real? Yeah. Look, there's a bunch of other Robert Pythons here. You follow? So that's 100%. that's another phantom voter. Okay. And then there's the phantom voter where you, if you have kids, you know, and you know they they move back into your house and you don't even know where they are. They're just sitting in your house. So there's a ton of people that I identified where you have a couple that's in their 50s and all of a sudden a 29-year-old or 32-year-old kid's living with them. <laughs> right. But then, but then when you go talk to them, they're like, what are you talking about? He moved out of here 15 years ago, 12 years yep. ago. <laughs> yep. And so that's a third class of phantom voter. Then, then another class of phantom voter is, you know, you moved. So you, you, like you just said. Yeah. You moved you moved within the state or you moved out of state and they use your identity. They still they keep it in both spots. So then the fifth one is literally manufactured fake people. Okay? So that you know, there is no person that ever existed. So mm-hmm. now let me let me walk you through the scam. So let's just say you're looking at a particular county or or you know, a particular race and there's, you know, 100,000 people that are looking at that race. You know, they'll know what the count is kind of like playing, you know, counting cards in blackjack. They'll be like, yeah, we have, uh, we have a distribution of, you know, uh, 500 people that were dead voters here. And we had, you know, this many that were kids living with their parents, you know, we have 12, 1300 there. So then they, they kind of know that if you start looking into it, like you, for example, they'd be like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, Chris is looking into this and he's focusing on these dead voters. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go modify the records and we'll just put in some more of these other sleeper voters that are living with their parents because Chris doesn't know to look at that. Mm-hmm. And so they they go and erase those votes.
1: <laughs> so would the term would the term data laundering make sense? Because this isn't just elections. I mean, you mentioned the census. You know, the Supreme Court just upheld uh, Trump's objection to counting illegal immigrants in the census in terms of, you know, allocation of congressional seats. And that's a big deal in a state like California. You know, if this data laundering has been going on for this long, if we're claiming that all these people are here and alive and legal citizens that clearly are not, that affects a lot of things, man. That affects the entire country's politics. I I don't think we're paying any attention to this and the you know, like I understand that maybe, you know, I've heard the argument that the uh, illegal immigrants need to be counted because for, for allocation of resources and stuff, you know, that's how they always say it. Well, these people need things and we're not able to provide them unless we know they're there. Well, you know, they're there. What's really happening is that you need the resource and the resource you need is more Congress people so that in your state, you can implement ballot harvesting, you can implement universal mail-in voting, and then you never have to lose an election again.
0: I don't I think it's I think that's only one element. Everything you said is just one element. I think it's a little worse than that. Personally, I think that there's people skimming like real money. I I have no
1: doubt those, those, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we got reports about these, uh, the EDD cards in California about how people were going around and collecting them. There were all these extra unemployment payments that just wound up on the mail counter at someone's apartment building and they knew where to go collect them. That's an easy thing to direct. And especially if you have a ballot harvesting system set up, you know, you you have your test run with the with the unemployment cards, and then you go for the, you know, the election, you do it with the ballot harvesting. That's a pretty easy system to erect.
0: Well, you know, like you said, you, you, there's so many different ways you can run the scam. If you pull it off, you can do social security uh, benefits for fake old people. You can do, uh, you know, you take dead people from one state, put them into another state and keep collecting the social security checks. You could do, um, um, you know, uh, PPE loans for businesses that don't exist, uh, you know, where they had a, an ID, ID somewhere else in the federal, you know, they have, the, they have a federal employment identification number, fine in one area. The government still thinks they exist. And then meanwhile, they're collecting a bunch of money uh, from PPE, uh, PPE loans for that. You have um, welfare benefits, food stamps. Unemployment benefits. I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. And some of it, they might not, not even be getting caught because they might create fake identities, uh, you know, uh, create fake companies to run the the, the scam, you know, on the Social Security mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, of these employees. So then if they're claiming unemployment benefits, maybe they know there's a lag between, you know, the company getting a charge and there's no money in the company's account. I don't know. All I'm saying is these are all things that we as a society should be looking at because my estimate is, you know, the federal government is being cheated out of anywhere from 60 billion to 500 billion a year. And, and it's so incredible, you know, and
1: that's not even to mention all of the other corruption occurring that is clearly getting covered up. I mean, so talk much talk has been exposed Asia. right now. Hey.
0: We didn't even talk about the state governments. I'm just talking. Yes. Federal. Yeah. <laughs> this is just, you're not, what about the state and local? Like we have a library that they put up over here that costs $12 million. And, it's, wow. and, and it's like, you know, it, it's not any nicer than the one they just replaced. It's a nice building, but it's a scam. And, and you want me to give you one in
1: California? <laughs> in, in california in california we passed a uh, a one i think it was me- it was called measure hhh and it was uh 1.4 billion dollars to build housing for the homeless which is an extraordinarily big problem here it is it is like a third world country here right now in in los angeles and um so they take this that's the original estimate and it's going to be one hundred and forty thousand dollars a unit for homeless housing, which is already insane. And now that cost has ballooned at least five X. So now we're talking about paying $700,000 to build public housing projects. How is that possible? How are you guys give... that?
0: Where, where, where's the tar and feathers, buddy?
1: Oh man. I mean, a bunch of us are going crazy, but I mean, so many of us are leaving, but you know, the thing is. You know, I mentioned the ballot harvesting and the universal voting about COVID. The other two things that Pelosi was holding up COVID relief to the country for were uh, the demands of teachers unions, which we all know are Democrats' largest contributor. And then the other one was these massive bailouts for Democrat run states because these states already have massive pension deficits, among other deficits. And now they've kept the economy closed. For 10 months, you know, like, I don't don't know how it is in Illinois right now, but all our restaurants are closed, even for outdoor dining. And we have nice weather here. You know, it's not like we're out in the snow. We know how COVID transmits. That's not how. They have no data to back up any of this. The economy is being depressed this long because they are expecting these full bailouts to just clean the books for them. And where does that money come from? Yeah, I think, I, it's, it's, it's yeah. infuriating.
0: Yeah, I think I think what you just said, you know, I I I made a real simple suggestion to how to solve this. Uh, no, no, no citizen should send in any money um, um, to the government. We should all just say, you know what, we're not going to send in any money to the state government until the economy's open, because right now we're closed. So if we're closed, yeah. we shouldn't send any money in. Right. So then when we, when we open back up and then the other thing I would say is going forward with regards to tax policy, the taxes should be set. Not, you know, the, the, the budget of the state and federal government should move in and move in line with how much money people have. So if, if, if all of a sudden 20% of the income, I, I this, this bullshit, social stabilizers crap is run its course. Yeah. If, 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 uh, if all of a sudden, State of Illinois lost 20 percent of its income. Fine. Cut wages and salaries as well as staff of Illinois government workers. Twenty percent. You know, we got to we got to make the cuts in real time. And, and we that's what that's how you stop this madness is what I'm saying. But, you know, you got to remember, there's there's about seven thousand elected officials in this country, a little over seven thousand. Yeah. So that comes out to one. Elected official for every, I think, I think it was 47,000 Americans. I think yep. that's the number. And then there's one person in Congress for every 616,000 of us. So it's like, you know, you got to keep, you got to keep building your audience, buddy. Because if we, <laughs> if we can just get everybody, if we can get everybody to just get involved, it, it can solve this in a weekend.
1: I think that we are I think we're on a fast track to that. And I am like you, still very optimistic about what this next week will bring. Um but if it does go in our direction, there's going to be uh clear upheavals, I think, across the globe in terms of financial markets, in terms of things like debt. Um you know, we are talking right now. So I'm gonna lay this out. I'm not saying that you have to ascribe to this belief at all. You know, you just mentioned the 7,000 elected officials around the country. I believe that every uh, elected official, everyone who was involved with the process of our election who failed to object to the fraud is guilty of high crimes. And that goes right up to the top. And I think that what happened in Congress on January 6th was nothing short of treason by every single person who failed to object. You know, so what I see in my ideal outcome for this is all of those people being immediately removed from office, their elections are null and void, and all of those should, we should be setting up a national special election a few months from now and elect entirely new officials, state level, local level, everywhere. None of these people deserve to serve. And then we have, you know, the tech companies. They are clearly in a in a in a state of national crisis, making it impossible for the president of the United States to communicate with the citizens of the United States. That is a direct threat to national security. You know, I I don't understand how anyone is taking any of this lightly and Trump has the power through his uh, executive order in 2018 about uh, certain sanctions imposed on, uh, you know, due to foreign interference in our elections. In that executive order, he literally has the right to seize the assets of everyone involved in this scam. Well, I mean,
0: well, everything you're saying, what I would say, you know, everything you're saying is is most definitely. Plausible. The only thing I would say, uh, you know, with regards to your language, and uh, in, in, in I think <laughs> what well, the treason I think, part? I, I would say that, you know, I'm not a constitutional lawyer and neither are you. So I would just True. say, what? Let's just say. Well, whatever the, whatever the, the title of, of the crime is. is. Yeah. I guess, I guess what I would say is on the surface, we need to better understand do the legislators have a right to um, break? Laws that we have to live with, I, and I yeah. think that that's that's the way I would try to phrase it, so that you don't. Oh, I,
1: yes, I think that that's a much better way of putting it. I was yeah, going, I, I'm, I'm cutting straight, straight to saying, the I quick.
0: I don't, I don't want you to be accused of making an accusation which they deem to be a reason. To oh, inflammatory. Him. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, th- you know, well, like, I've made
1: it plenty of times on this podcast. So if they're coming yeah. after me, I guess yeah. I have so, no choice.
0: I guess, well, you just say you have to clarify. You know, you don't, you didn't mean it that way. You're just saying, hey, is this, are there, you know, is this a, is this a, 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 a verification that there's two sets of laws? There's yes. one for all of us and, and there's one for you guys that you can just ignore the rule of law. Yes or no? Can you please just answer that? You know, yeah. And I think, I I've, think that that's, <laughs> then that's a question that comes back on to us as the people to be like, do we think that that's the way it should be? And then that's when, that's when, you know, we have to have a discussion or, or, uh, a, a more, or, a more lengthy, uh, lengthy conversation of sorts. Um, <laughs> so, so that's, that's what I was true. Say. Okay.
1: Well, for the record, well, you did not say that I said it. Yeah. So <laughs> I think,
0: I think that, I think that, um, I think that are you know, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a spot where, um, you know, we, what we need to be doing, yourself, myself, everybody else that you know, everybody listening to your show, we need to understand um, what the laws are that they don't shut down the communications of the country. But you know, like, what if, what if you can't broadcast right now, and I can't talk to you this way? Um, and they're going to try to prohibit speech over the airwaves, which is considered, you know, some of this should, should be considered a public good. We paid for the development of the Internet, you know, through the Defense Department. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that was our that was our backup plan. if We went to war. So since we the people own it and we funded it, you know, what are what what safety precautions are in place to be sure that we can communicate with it? obviously they were trying to shut us down that we can't meet in person to discuss these things at the taverns, uh, in, you know, in in churches and other things. So this is the last leg. They took out the churches, they took out the bars, took out the restaurants, they took out the family gatherings. So, you know, they're going to have to try to shut the phones down somehow, and they're going to try to shut down this medium. So we, you know, we're going to have a tough choice if they shut down our phones or limit who we could speak with and they shut this down. Um, you know, it, it could turn ugly. You know, I, I don't, I'm not calling for that. You know, I'm just saying that I can see a situation where it gets really ugly very fast. Um, you know, I think we're
1: all hoping it doesn't get to that point.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But we, 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 regardless of, how this all plays out, I think the citizens of this country, we need to have some type of assurances, and maybe we need a constitutional amendment for this as well, that under no circumstances can our rights be curtailed to communicate with other citizens in this country freely if they want
1: to listen you. to what we have to
0: say. So if they want I think we should
1: have a new constitutional convention.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go that Not far. to
1: rewrite it, just to... Yeah. Amended, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm a little worried about that because it's so our political process is so corrupt. But I do think that we should definitely, you know, I don't think any law should be bigger than the Constitution with all of the amendments. Personally, you should be able to I read can. it. And so, if we had that few words, and they were they all had meaning, I think we'd be much better off. And but I think that this is, you know, I that's why I created this political party. Yeah, I I told I don't know if I mentioned it to you. I don't think you did. Yeah. United Patriots of America. And it's, uh I'm on Twitter. I set up a new account. It's you America three, three, three. And so uh, basically the idea behind United Patriots of America is it will it will be neutral on social issues. I have no stance. So even though I'm pro-life okay, and I'm a Republican, uh, I want. I want Americans that, you know, might be, you know, pro-choice to consider joining the party because the party is anybody who 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 runs for office will be neutral. So what does that mean if they go to vote, you know, they get into Congress or something or into government, they they have a neutral vote. And and so that's kind of that's kind of the idea behind it. So then it's like, okay, if if you have a neutral vote there, The next thing is, um, you know, what are what is the what's the core purpose of the party? Well, the core purpose of the party is um, economic issues to make sure that, you know, it's Americans first and that people generate the the means for themselves and their family. Because the reality is, how many people do you know that have an abortion? Probably not that many. Mm. And, you know, why are we spending so much of the conversation on that? Let the Democrats and the Republicans duke that point out. Um, No. So no voluntary term limits. So anybody who runs under this banner agrees to a term limit if they get elected, Uh, then there would be no money from anyone other than real people. So no institutions or corporations uh, can donate to the candidate. And, you know, it's a strict adherence to the Constitution. So it's like, you know, national security issues, economic security issues. Uh, and adhere to the constitution and, and that protects
1: people's rights as ascribed by the constitution. Yes. And that's, that's, yeah.
0: that's the whole party. So imagine if we had that in place right now, it would be a third check. Like we have three branches of government. We have a Congress a executive branch, legislative, and then judicial. And, yep. and right now, if we had a third political party and if it was 10, 20% of the vote, because it took a neutral stance on social issues, if the Democrats had a great idea for economic policy, this party might be like, hey, we're going to throw our lot in with the Democrats. And Mm -hmm. if the Republicans came up with one that was better, you know, hey, we'll throw it in with the Republicans. But then all of a sudden you change the power dynamic. They're no longer trading horses among themselves. We're coming up with ideas that uh, create um, uh, a desire for the best outcome not tied to political affiliation, like if you, you know, right now they just they, they it's all or nothing. There is no compromise anymore. So, third party, if it's set up this way where it's neutral on social issues, I think it could it can serve as a um, um, you know as a as a healthy transitionary force, uh, you know, of good in our political process. So, anyways, I just set that up on one eleven. And and so <laughs> so one eleven three three
1: three, you're a numbers guy. Yeah,
0: yeah one eleven one eleven and yeah, three of the ones and uh uh yeah, two thousand twenty-one. So that's the deal. There's two plus two is four and then twenty-one, right? Plus the the other three <laughs> ones is, is four. So there's four <laughs> four four in the ones and four in the twos.
1: So no. there we go. <laughs> hey, so yeah. where are, so you got banned from Twitter. I got banned from Twitter. Where can people find you now? Gab, your Bobby Python. Yep. And do you have a channel on Telegram or anything like that yet?
0: Well, I, someone was telling me to set that up. I haven't set one up yet. I'm I think Telegram. you should do
1: it. It's great. Yeah. yeah Telegram up- is like a perfect hybrid of the three legacy social networks, which I consider to be, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. They have all rendered Telegram? themselves useless as far as I'm concerned.
0: Who owns Telegram?
1: Ah, God, I can't think of his name right now. I want to say that it's... The name Pavel Durov is, is popping up for me, but that might be Signal. I don't... I, I think it's Pavel Durov, but I could be wrong.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out. I know somebody... Th- yeah, Pavel Durov is the, the founder, and he made okay, cool. his money... Oh, is this the guy that sold WhatsApp, or no?
1: I believe so. Oh, it's-
0: he's from Belarus. Cool, because you know what? I'm, you know, I happen to be Polish descent. Belarus shared a border with Poland back and forth over the, the, the number of years, and so uh, we're we're very skeptical of government. And uh, good, <laughs> you, know, and, you know, and you know, too much power, Belarus.
1: Belarus actually did something really interesting with the COVID thing. I've, I, and I haven't gone deep into this because I've been away from the COVID subject for a while. But I believe that they actually turned down the money they were offered to shut down the country. So anybody who does that is good in my book.
0: Yeah. So it's, so I'll definitely, I'll definitely look at setting up a channel there. I think I set something up on, um, obviously, Parler. I, they took that yeah. down. And I heard it all. It all might be deleted, and there's there's a couple other ones. I set up, I think something on Rumble, and then um, uh, I haven't loaded anything there yet. But uh, I'll I'll text you when I kind of set up a little cheat sheet of where I'm at. But awesome. right now, yeah. But
1: right it, now, Gab, I, yeah.
0: Gab and 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 I am on Twitter. I'm back up to almost seven hundred people. I mean, it's a far cry from the hundred thirty thousand, but um. I think that, um, you know, I'm kind of going to Twitter to recruit people. So there's good. because they have such a big audience. Then I say, hey, come on over to. Get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But, or, or, but I need I, I do need to kind of you got to kind of go where your enemy's at to, to, to try to pull more people into your your camp, so to speak. The Democrats are really good at playing that game. And I think we we need to learn how to play that, too. We shouldn't be fleeing the cities. We should be we should be sending more troops in. We should be sending more people to live in the cities and take the cities back from these sons of bitches. And they're <laughs> trying to steal the best real estate in the country for strategic reasons, because if you control 100%. the courts, you got to remember there's eight states that matter the most in America, whether people want to admit it or not. It's New York, Illinois, California, Georgia. Arizona, because of the largest migration of people into the country. Michigan, because of trade between Canada. Pennsylvania, because there's three major ports that feed into the Great Lakes. And then Wisconsin, because there's a Wisconsin-Minnesota port where the goods come in. If you, if you control those eight states, which keep in mind the Dems already control three of them, New York, Illinois, and California, the five battleground states were those states where if, if a foreign country took control of them, or hijack the political process, they, they can control the flow of goods, troops, weapons, any, anything, because they have, they have the arteries of the nation. And so we, as a people, you know, I I say we as Americans, so Americans have to be like, wait a second, I live in these other 42 states. I don't, I have to care about what's going on in those eight states.
1: Yeah, I can't, wow. I can't, I
0: can't look the other way because they're going to strangle me, man. They're going to cut my food off. They're going to cut off the flow of goods from Asia. You know, they could bring in weapon systems into my neighborhood for all I know or or deploy troops into, you know, housing housing units where they ship in people from other countries that we think are immigrants. But they're really nothing more than sleeper cells. You know, there's a lot of bad shit that can happen, and I don't know how much of it is happening, but this is the kind of stuff that's been keeping me up a little bit the past six, seven weeks as I look at the data because I'm a little concerned that nobody's really uh, – nobody's really paying attention to the, some of this stuff. I, I hope they are. Um, and you just, just big-pictured
1: it for me. I mean, I hadn't thought of that that way. That's you – know? yeah, Wow.
0: Yeah, so it's 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 a little bit freaky, man. Um, so I'm gonna just so you know, I'm I'm committed to this process. I did set up a send give go because uh, you know, in, in you know, I'll send you that. But I'm I'm trying to raise money to buy better. We'll Say it for
1: the people. Let them know.
0: Yeah. So you know the. How do they the send, find you there? On send give go, I think it's I set it up under. Um, where did I send it up? Under hold on a second, people. Are, <laughs> I I I I'll, I'll uh, I gotta I gotta tweet some of this stuff at you so that you have it. Yeah, up. yeah, cool.
1: Uh, well, not on Twitter. Just send it to me on uh, Telegram, and I'll put it out there for yeah. you.
0: Yeah, because because you, here's here's the deal. Okay, I I um I'm spending all this time. I've got as obviously just like everybody else, I got a family. I, I have my job and my company that I run, and. I don't mind doing this stuff and not getting a salary, but you know, I'm raising money because number one, the, the equipment to run the analysis on 100 million records properly, it's not cheap. It's going to be 10,20 grand just for the equipment. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's number one. I know how to do it if I get the equipment. OK, so there's that piece. And then I have security that I have Jeez. priced out because it's like it could be 500 or more dollars a day if I start getting. Sure. Okay. So then there's that piece. Then I have threats of lawsuits for exposing this stuff. And then, you know, my house, I had to wire it with the system for security for other reasons too. And and so I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to be out of all that money on a personal level. If I'm trying to. <laughs>
1: no kidding. No, 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 I, man. I get I, it. I, I, I get told, it. A hundred percent. I'm
0: like, because people are like, why don't you just pay for it? It's like, well, you can't have it both ways. If you want me to help, I don't mind helping and not getting paid and the moment I think I need to start getting paid because I kind of cross some you know this line where it's like, okay, this is turning into like a permanent job. I'm going to just tell everybody, hey, this is, this is what this is what I want to get paid." And I've outlined it for people on the tweet. I said, "Look, I used to bill out at thousand dollars an hour. Uh, this was 13 years ago when I was at O'Connor. Church. And and I if I bill out at thousand dollars an hour and I'm spending, you know, uh, you know whatever twenty hours a week that's twenty G's, I'm not charging anybody twenty grand. But I'm saying is when I work on a problem, that's what my skills are worth. <laughs> so, yeah, no,
1: hundred so, percent. I get it, man. Know,
0: and so all I all I ask is I'm like, hey, if I'm gonna do that, you know, I need I need a little bit of help. You know, like a little bit of like cushion that if the shit hits the fan and people start, you know, coming after me, uh, you know, I have I have the appropriate resources to deal with it because I, as we we saw firsthand with 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 Facebook, you know, they shut not Facebook but uh, Twitter they shut me down. I raised thirty grand, okay, on mm-hmm. uh, on that one, you know, GoFundMe thing, and they they literally took it all away. They said they didn't like my campaign and they, and, and they just took away all of the donations. Um, and, and you want to hear something really whacked out. Some of the money was sent. So then they took it out of the account, which is fine. I didn't go and spend it all. Or You're going to tell
1: spent. me something that's going to make me so mad right now. Okay. I think I know what it so, is. Go okay. ahead.
0: <laughs> here's, the, here's the deal. My understanding is there was a setup is what somebody suggested to me. And I said, what do you mean by a setup? So this isn't my theory. I'm just like telling you what somebody else told me. They said they get people on this that are conservative, you know, on some of these platforms. They, they do this fundraising. And then uh, what they do is they, they go into their legal contract and they find something to take all the money back from you. So that what they're counting on is if you spent the money and then if you don't have the money to pay back, they hit you with fraud. They hit you with. Oh, money. my you know God. So they try to hit you with like wire fraud and you know like all this other crap, and I was like, "Are you are you kidding me? Like they, they, you think that you think they really you know these companies are really capable of that?" It's like, look, you better look into it. And it's like at the end of the day, I'm very happy and fortunate that I didn't spend the money. Like it was just mm-hmm. you know started spending some of it, but I didn't reimburse myself, so I was spending personal money, and then look to get reimbursed, but you can see where this can wreck somebody's life, you know, in these programs. Because it's like, you know, what if you spent five grand, ten grand on something, they come back and say, you know, you didn't have a right to spend it, and then you don't have the money, and then what, they lock you up for fraud? It's just ridiculous. That's what I'm saying, like, I had no idea. Like, I'm a little wet behind the ears on this stuff, but I can tell you one thing is that you know, we live in very dangerous times. Like, they're trying to do everything they can to hurt anybody who's trying to help. And, and they're trying hurt. to do
1: it to scare everybody else so that no I'm one else me. jumps in. it. No, yeah, it really yeah, well, is I'm, just reprehensible.
0: I'm not, I'm not willing to back down. That's the problem. So I'm just, uh,
1: same here, man. Same here. Like, so, I, there is no future if we don't get this right. Yeah. Like, I don't I, mean to sound dark or it's not. true you know that's not pessimism i believe that we're still going to get through this just fine but man oh man how we got to this point is just it's shameful
0: you you believe that shit though can you imagine like (laughs) i
1: I know i I know it's
0: just like are you kidding me this this is this is the kind of crap you got to worry about now you know people's intent with trying to supposedly help
1: the I don't know if you saw it, but the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania has now said that questioning the election is actually not protected speech.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, That's bananas. I if, they, if they go down that path, you know, you got to remember something about the laws. And once again, I'm not calling for any of this stuff. I'm just telling you, reading history, when when un, when unjust laws uh becomes super obvious that they're unjust and corrupt and evil um there's there's blowback effects that are uh, very unpredictable um and uh um you know I think unfortunately we might be moving into that dangerous stage where the blowback effects are, are, are could be so severe that these people making these statements don't realize what they opened up because you're yeah. what you're basically doing is your um you're you're basically egging people on to react to your your uh your corruptness and evilness and, and you know and most good people will put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off and but there comes a point where you know people start to have nothing to lose, and that's a dangerous spot because they're you. trying they're they're trying to do it and 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 I think they're doing it I hate to say it I think they're doing it to um, you know, uh,
1: provoke a reaction.
0: Well, not just provoke a reaction. They want to clamp down in a bigger way, and they need an excuse to do it. Exactly, I agree with President Trump that don't react violently. Don't go to this crap. Don't show up right now. I told people the next few days when when they're you know like if there's going to be supposedly some kind of false flag event, record yourself in your own house. Get on the phone. Order a pizza. Create a digital paper trail of sorts. If the phones go down, then take a regular camera and take a picture with a time stamp just so that they don't try to say you were somewhere you weren't. You know, I think it's crazy that you got to think that way right now.
1: It really is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. But that's great advice. And I am going to definitely do that myself.
0: You know, just take I'm not leaving the fucking house. (laughs) I'm sorry <laughs> next few days i'm not going anywhere it's gonna yeah happen.
1: yeah same <laughs> i know exactly
0: where i'm at you know uh you know that's it that's it and 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 just it's 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 nuts, but we 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 have to we have to get better organized we got to make sure we have better safety systems in place with regards to being deplatformed or silenced and um we need to regroup and and get this stuff corrected for everybody's sake. It's
1: not a- I'm with you, man. It's no I just hope.
0: one party. Go ahead. It's,
1: yeah. It's, yeah. It's- no, it's not about the party at all. It's only about the country. That's the thing people don't understand. It's not about the party. It's not about Trump. It's yeah. about there's a very real threat that America is not going to be America anymore. And I think that or at least not the America we know, like it'll still be a place on a map, but the, a, a country where you can't express what you want to express where you can't go to church, where your vote doesn't matter anymore. That's not a place I want to be. It sounds like China. It is I mean, China. Can, yeah. It, we I are mean, getting a taste of what, of what yeah, this are, Yeah. Why
0: don't you, why don't you go pull up the, the ways in the, which the Chinese would, uh, the, I sent somebody, I looked it up because I was just curious how they punish people in China. And, and I don't know this, this is probably in China's past. But you know we have a clause of no cruel and unusual punishment in this country, and you know, and I decided to kind of look at the different ways the Chinese would would hurt people, uh, especially people that weren't Chinese. Um, and you could tell a lot about a society with how they treat people that aren't members of their society. And um, you know, you should you should look at the five punishments. Look it up on Wikipedia. The five I'll punishments. Do that. And you see for yourself how the Chinese would deal with the five punishments in ancient China, imperial China, the five punishments for female offenders, and see for yourself how they treat people. Uh, you know, some of their own ilk, but then they're even harsher on people that aren't Chinese. So I'm not saying all Chinese people are like this, but what I'm saying is the corrupt regime um, that's calling the shots, I, I wouldn't put it past them at all to do this kind of crap. So...
1: I'm with you, man. All right, Bobby. Thank you so much for doing this, man. You're doing heroic work, and I appreciate it. And I'm sure the country appreciates it.
0: Thanks, man. Thank you. And then be sure to send me, uh, um, you know, the link that I'll share on my page everywhere else. I mean, I pulled you up, but just you know, if you, you know, just so will do. I have the exactly.
1: Absolutely. Thing. Yeah, you got it, great. man.
0: Well, thanks. thanks for inv- so much. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. God bless and stay safe. And yes, uh, sir. You too. Exciting next, but maybe we could do another talk in a week or two once all this stuff kind of starts to play out.
1: (laughs) Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating.
0: You got it. Sounds good. Thanks, man.
1: All right, brother. Okay. Bye Bye, bye.